Welcome to Retire Strong and Fearless, the podcast where we empower you with the strategies and knowledge to retire confidently. I'm your host, Rich Strell with Protection USA. Today, we're diving into the financial rule of 17. We're gonna talk about how this rule can transform your retirement planning. We're also gonna talk about the 4% rule. We're gonna touch briefly on how you'll use social security as a safety net in this whole strategy. Then we'll talk about the significance and importance of implementing this one more component into your overall retirement portfolio strategy. So let's talk about the rule of 17 and its role in your retirement. I believe we pioneered, we meaning Protection USA, pioneered the rule of 17. I've heard of other rules, the 4% rule. I've heard of the rule of 200, which I kind of like as well but I've never heard anybody use the rule of 17. You see, everyone wants to know where they stand in retirement or where they stand leading into retirement. Do I have enough money? What will things look like for me? I think a lot of times people want to know this information, but they take a back seat from it, or it's hard to have an intentional approach, if you will, because they just really don't know where to begin. It's uncharted territory to say the least. This rule, the rule of 17, is gonna help them, help you watching this, answer this question. What is the rule of 17? If you wanna know how much money you need to have in retirement, what's my retirement bucket look like? Everything all in, whether that's my 401ks, my IRAs, cash in my sock drawer, savings account, when you put it all together, how much money do I need? How am I supposed to know what I gotta have there to retire based on the type of life I wanna live. Now, this is a whole different video, so I'm not gonna go into this, but it it is important to begin with that first step of identifying what you want your retirement to look like. What type of lifestyle is that gonna be for you? And then you have to you know, figure out, without getting too complicated, how to put a price tag on it. So you gotta know what you're chasing so you can put that price tag on it and then you can back into it with this rule and what I'm gonna talk about today to help you identify, hey, I'm on track. Hey, I've got some work to do. Maybe, just maybe what it means, unfortunately, some people have to lower their goals. They're just not gonna get there in time with the track they're taking and they don't really wanna work any harder for it and sometimes that's okay. But knowing where you stand is power. Let's look at some examples using this rule, hovering around the $50,000 mark. So the example I'm gonna use is we need, let's just say you've identified, you've done your research, and you need about $50,000 a year in retirement to live the lifestyle you're looking to live. What is that gonna take? How can we take this rule and see where we stand on this? So I've got a couple printouts from a retirement calculator sitting here in front of me. And I'm gonna assume that we're gonna retire at age 65. You can certainly retire sooner, you can certainly retire later. It just happens to be the gold standard of when most people retire. It's starting to shift later to 67, but we'll still use 65 today. So then if you needed $50,000, that's what you determine, you need $50,000 a year, every year during retirement, you take that and multiply it times 17, the rule of 17, and you get $850,000. The rule of 17 assumes that you're gonna be able to average 
Some years much better, some years much worse, but you're going to be able to average a 6% return throughout the life of your retirement. Now, some of you may be thinking, Rich, that's not near conservative enough. Stick with me because I'm going to share how we have these additional safety nets, quite a few of them that are going to help you feel very comfortable with this rule of 17 in your retirement. One of the things I mentioned Social Security in the beginning, one of the things you got to factor in is with this rule, as it is also with the 4% rule, it's assuming, and I'll explain more about that in a little bit, but it's assuming that you're going to use the interest from your portfolio and never deplete its core value. Now, keep in mind, one of the things with the rule of 17 that we believe is you're leaving Social Security on the table as a safety net. This isn't calculated into this equation. Some people believe, I'm not, I get comments all the time, Rich, I don't even know if I'll have Social Security. Well, if you do, it's above and beyond this. It's icing on the cake. You don't need to factor it in. Just consider it a safety net. So if you happen to be off by a little bit, and I don't believe you will, but if you happen to be off by a little bit with this rule, come, let's say you live into your late 80s or 90s and the math got a little tight, which again, I don't think it will, you can then use Social Security as a backup plan. The other thing to know is 6% is going to be even more easier with the strategy that I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind here is if we're starting with $850,000 at age 65 and we apply this rule, we're going to live off of the principal all the way into retirement. So you could be 92 years old. It actually earns a little bit more than $50,000 we're taking out. The $850,000 at 6% is going to earn about $51,000 a year. But if we're taking out 50 grand a year every year, the portfolio will grow slightly at 6% annual compound interest. But you can do that basically in perpetuity. If it works perfectly according to plan, you're going to find yourself... Let me just go down the list here. 92 years old with still $918,000. Let's say you lived all the way to 92 and the math worked perfectly. You'd have $918,000. Why am I mentioning this? You have a $918,000 plus Social Security safety blanket. In other words, how can you screw it up by 900 grand? If you wanted to use up your retirement fund during your golden years, I mean, yes, we all want to leave some to our kids, get a life insurance policy, put some cash on the side, do something. But the rest of it, if the retirement plan, if the design is to use it up, we worked all these years for it. If we're going to use it up during retirement, then you can actually take out way more than 6%. But let me just jump over for a second to the trustee 4% rule. Many people have heard about that rule. Basically what that rule states is if we only pull 4% out of our portfolio, we should be able to live in perpetuity forever and ever and never really have to worry about running out of money. But with that same $850,000 that we put in that I said you could take $50,000 out of, assuming a 6% return, let's just assume Rich was wrong and you only made 4% on average, what would that then do to your portfolio? So here we are age 65, we've got $850,000. We're only gonna assume 
growth rate of 4% compound interest every year, still pulling out $50,000 every year, you'd still have a couple thousand dollars in your account at age 93. Keep in mind, we still have our social security and we still have this next strategy that I'm gonna share with you that's gonna put even more protection into this rule of 17. If you could average 6% returns, you'd never invade the principal at all. You'd still have over $900,000 come age 92, 93 years old. But even with the 4% rule, even if you were only making 4% annual compound interest, you'd still not run out of money until your early 90s. We're gonna also talk about life expectancy here in just a little bit. Segment two here, let's talk about embracing life and maximizing your nest egg. Let me introduce the idea of just what it took to get to this phase of life, meaning you're at that 65, 62, 67, whatever it is for you, but you're at retirement, you're at the gate of the rest of your life, that last section. You gotta slow down and acknowledge all the years of hard work, how much we put into it, and how little bit is left. The statistics I was reading recently, Harvard Business School put out a, a report where they took numbers from the CDC, which were from December of 2022. So the here we are in 2023. Earlier this year, Harvard put together this report, but the numbers were from the tail end of 2022. That if you work from, and this part here is just simple math, but if you work from 22, you graduate college, you work or get out of the military, whatever you did. If you go from 22 years of age to 65 years of age, that's 43 years you've pumped into this plan. Sadly, the life expectancy based on this report from Harvard that they got the numbers from the CDC, and this is tweaked or swayed or however you wanna look at it because of COVID-19, but it's down by more than two years. It's 76 years old. Now, this isn't factoring male, female, anything like that. This is just saying U.S. population average life expectancy is 76 years old. So if you're going to work 43 years to get to this point, in addition to all the schooling, grade school, middle school, high school, college, all of that you put into this, that's on top of the 43 years to live what society says is gonna be roughly 11 years. Just chew on that for just a little bit, man. I mean, that's a, that's a sobering statistic. Work 43, enjoy 11 if things go average. I wanna encourage you to go live, be bold. Take this opportunity to make a stance and say, I'm gonna live my best freaking life that I can. And this next strategy, tied in with this rule of 17 is going to help you sleep like a baby so you can focus on living that life and not wonder or worry, was rich right? Am I going to run out of money? Is this formula right? Is this rule right? This is going to be black and white, solid opportunity for you to just cut loose and go make them your golden years. Go make them the best year of your life best years of your life. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast or video so far, please do me a favor and give it a review. Give it a like, follow, whatever form of love based on the, the platform that you're watching or listening to this on. It takes just a quick second and it sends a, a motivational message to me to keep digging and keep bringing it each week, each month, and to make it better and stronger next time. All right, let's dive into segment three. Rule 17, 
peace of mind. Let me explain what annuities are and why they're valuable with this rule and with your retirement planning. An annuity is a contract where you park some of your retirement funds in it, in this case, and depending on which one you invest in or which company or what the criteria is at the time, the one I'm gonna help point you towards is one that's gonna give you lifetime income. Minimal fees and lifetime income guaranteed regardless of how long you live. If you happen to be married and you want this to be set up to where it also pays your spouse, husband or wife, whatever the case is, as long as they live, that can be arranged as well. As I mentioned, they're very inexpensive, sometimes no fees at all. And one of the hot ones on the market right now offers a 20% bonus and guaranteed growth of at least 8% for at least the next 10 years. So why is this important? Why am I introducing it in harmony with the rule of 17? Well, Let's think about this for a minute. If you were even remotely concerned about, wow, Rich, what if I don't hit that 6%? First of all, the S&P 500 averages about 9% returns. We're shooting for six, and we're not even counting Social Security. So if you happen to be at 5.5 one year or 5.7, you can also use the Social Security as a safety blanket. But think about this. If you, on top of all of that, there was a significant portion of your portfolio, say between 40 and 60% of it that was guaranteed to grow by at least 8%. We only need six, but it was guaranteed to grow by at least 8% for the first 10 years. How much of a safety blanket now is in place? So you take your rule of 17, you come up with your formula, and you balance it with an annuity and Social Security to create two layers of safety blankets on top of the fact that the rule of 17 doesn't even invade your principal. So of those things I just mentioned, you'd also have to be wrong by about $900,000 over your 11-year period or longer. Keep in mind, ours was factoring living into 92, 93 years old because it could happen. I hope that just because the life expectancy is only 76, let's just say maybe it's 78, but COVID brought it down to 76. I still hope you do live into your 90s. And I wouldn't ask you to jump into a plan that, oh man, you're only gonna make it till 82, 83 years old and you're gonna run out of money. That's not the case here. So what have we talked about? What are some key takeaways from this episode? Three components to it. Use the rule of 17 to find out how much money you need to retire. Consider your social security. In other words, don't factor that number in. Just consider it a safety blanket, icing on the cake, and then back your whole retirement portfolio with an annuity, especially if one's gonna promise a 20% bonus and 8% guaranteed growth, and you're gonna sleep like a baby and go live that best retirement. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. I definitely encourage you to stay strong and fearless in your pursuit of a secure retirement. We've been doing YouTube and lots of social media stuff for a long time, but we're just now cracking into the whole podcast phase. So I'd love to hear from you as far as what you'd like to hear more about in future episodes. Jump over to our website, protection-usa.com. You can jump on my email there. You can get our phone number, jump on a phone call, Zoom, what have you. You can also connect with our other social media there. But let me know what it is you'd like to hear more about in future episodes. This is Rich Strell from Protection USA signing off. And until next time, may God bless you.